Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. About 30 minutes away from Dave Murray and the uh, forecast what's going to happen this afternoon, overnight, tomorrow. Uh, If something surprises us, you know, before then or... uh, during the rest of the show, of course, we'll jump in. Oh, God, I want it to be storm mode. Me too. It's the very first time we went into storm mode here when we were on KMOX. Uh, someone, I forget who it was, Michael Calhoun, like you said, kicked in the door. And he's like, storm mode. And he had a special hat on, sort of like a pirate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm um, like, mm, what? And everyone's like, just go with it. Now I love storm mode. Yeah. It oh, is quite it's, fun. It's storm mode season. I can't get enough of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I, I saw on the television something I already knew, but if, I listened to quite a bit of the uh, appellate court arguments today where Donald Trump is trying to uh, assert immunity, and it's not going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen before, but after listening to the judges, you could tell that they were very skeptical of it. But one thing they asked uh, his lawyer, who's from Missouri, as I understand it, Sauer, that, so are you telling me... Yeah, we have the audio if you want it. Oh, let's hear it. Is this the one about the Navy SEALs? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> Come on, Rachel. To assassinate a political rival, that's an official act in order to seal Team 6. He, he would have to be and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal what prosecution. If you weren't, what if you weren't? There would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that. Chief Justice's opinion in murder against Madison and uh, uh, and our Constitution tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked you a yes or yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first, and so, so, so your answer is. Is, no. is my answer is qualified? Yes, there is a political process that would have to occur under our, the structure of our constitution, which would require impeachment and conviction by the Senate. In these exceptional cases, as the OLC memo itself points out from the Department of Justice, you'd expect a speedy impeachment and conviction. But what the found- so the answer is no, right? So uh, Donald Trump or any other president could decide to have a political rival murdered by SEAL Team Six, and unless you followed what this guy says is the proper. Uh, process, he can't, he's got immunity. Right. So what he's arguing is he would have to be impeached and convicted by yes. the Senate, right? Yes. So in our current world, if that part, it doesn't have to be Trump. It doesn't have to be Biden. It could be literally any president in the future. If the, pre, if the, if the Senate is aligned with the president and will not vote to convict, they could do anything for political reasons, then he'd be perfectly justified and no criminal. That which, can't, you can't, there's which, no way. Look, 
forget law school. Just be smart. Just playground rules. Of course, you don't want the highest official in the land to be able to literally do anything, including murder people, except that they follow this one process. That's stupid. That's just stupid. Turn it on its head. If you asked Donald Trump or the lawyer, Sauer, you said his name yeah. was, you asked him, could Joe Biden send SEAL Team 6 to kill Donald Trump and be totally off the hook criminally unless Congress, unless the Senate voted to impeach him? That's insane. Yeah. I also thought that whenever Trump was being impeached for January 6th, Mitch McConnell said the reason they didn't vote to impeach was because yes. the courts were going to yes. take care of it. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> that yeah. was like yes. a pretty big thing that happened, <laughs> but I guess everyone's forgetting about. Now, again, just we talked about this at lunch. As a lawyer, we will kids who go to law school 50 years from now will 100 percent be studying what goes on in the next six months because we have just never had occasion to look at it. We've had some pretty bad presidents, but we've never had occasion to look at presidential immunity, insurrection, 14th Amendment, all these things. uh, We just haven't had occasion to look at it. And now we do. And so the Roberts court will be a very famous court Mm. because of what's going on right now, which I wish it weren't. I wish it were a more boring time, but it's also pretty fascinating. And it's interesting to that it's also an era, again, for getting individual candidates here, looking broader scope. We're in a position where nobody would have thought in past generations in the United States that people in the House of Representatives and in the Senate would care more about party alignment than, quote unquote, what's right. Yeah. But clearly we are in that position. Yeah. Is there... I'm surprised we keep seeing this. Is there ever a winning situation where somebody asks a yes or no question and then the other side is like, well, you see, you see, but you have to, like we saw it with the, um, the, uh, college anti-Semitism hate speech hearing. Right, right. The university president. With this, like there's no way to ever look good. If if someone asks you a yes or no question and your answer isn't yes or no, you're just going to look terrible. I can't believe we keep seeing like lawyers and, and. Smart people falling in. Yeah. It's also a trick by the questioner, though. Mm, oh, for sure. Because some things can't be simple no. yes or no. Some things need qualification. You know what, though? I've always, since being a trial attorney, I've I've said this many times before, I've seen bad juries. I've seen juries that didn't take it seriously, but very, very few. I think juries and ultimately the American people, although right now I'm kind of squinting at them, uh, they're smart. They see through things, and people see through things like, it's a yes or no question. People know whether it is or not, and if someone's being unfair to the person answering the questions, I think people put that in their calculus. Yeah, Some, Sometimes it is a it's totally really fair way to look at it. difficult to fool a jury. Yeah. And right now, the, the American electorate is a big, gigantic jury. People are making up their minds. I may regret it, but I still have trust that people are going to figure it out and do the right thing. I'm with you, Dave, but I also think that there's just so much going on and it's so exhausting that most people are doing what they can to get out of uh, the jury pool. (laughs) No, 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 you're not wrong. I'm jealous of them, too. Okay, this is not even in the top 100 most uh, important things today, but I'm interested in it. So Aaron Rodgers doubled down on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I mean, so he went on McAfee again. This is his normal, you know, his normal day to do the hit. And he did not 
apologize. He did not back off. He did. He did kind of try to weasel his way out of the uh, allegations, really, right? Because what he said was, remember last week, what he said was Jimmy Kimmel is going to appear on the Epstein list or he's worried about something, something along those lines. Well, I think we all know what the implication on that is, right? Yeah. Yeah, Right. I mean, the implication is you're a pedophile. And his his comment today on that was, I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero concrete evidence. Now you're covering your butt. Yeah. Because you know that's exactly why you said that. Yeah, quit being a coward. So wait, wait, wait. Is he trying to say I have concrete evidence or he's trying to say I wasn't implying anything He's falling like into that. what McAfee said last week was, we're just talking crap. Okay. We're not making real accusations. We're just guys talking crap. And mm, I mean, I think there's a big, now I will say, look, Jimmy Kimmel did seven minutes on Aaron Rodgers last night in his monologue. So you are pick, you are engaging, right? You're picking a fight. You're bringing it. There is a difference though, I think between picking on things that a person says or does, and then just going straight conspiracy theory, throwing them into the, into the back of the room with the pedophiles. I think those are different. So if like Aaron Rodgers comebacks were about, Think, like we talked about, like like the things that Jimmy Kimmel did on the man show back in the day. Totally valid. Totally valid. Things you do and say are very much fair game, especially when you're a public person. Yeah. But unfounded allegations, especially those related to very serious crimes, that's not okay. Let's let's do let me do a couple of stories that are stories today and give my take on them. Uh, and then we'll do stay away to Kevin on the other side other side of the break. Uh Secretary of Defense Austin, who uh, now everyone I think who's engaged knows, went in for treatment. Now we found out today it's for prostate cancer, which is a, which is uh, a very personal thing for anyone, of course. But, and I don't know all the rules of who's supposed to report this or when, my understanding is that the defense secretary went in, had a procedure, uh, then had uh, significant pain uh, around the New Year's Day, went back in. His right arm person had the flu. So she didn't know either. And basically no one knew, including the uh, spokespeople, Secretary of State, President Biden, until way past when they should have known. Here's the way I look at it. Uh, God love Secretary of Defense Austin. I hope he gets better. Uh, I don't think he did anything like, you know, wringing his hands like Mr. Burns, like, aha, I'll show them. I think he made a mistake. I also think that President Biden looks very weak. That uh, he's, oh, my gosh, just nothing but love for him. And if he tenders his resignation, I won't take it. I think optics are important. And when you're a leader, whether it's of a, a family or a business or a show like this or, or the country, I think it's important that you look like you're in charge. And I think that it, God love the guy, but I think that something should have happened to him a little more than don't you even consider apologizing. And if you, that's my take. Um, Don't you feel like Biden's in a little bit of a no win though? Because if you fire someone who's in the hospital. I don't think you should fire him. I just think he, I think he looked a little bit soft on this. Okay. Uh, The other thing is Mayorkas. Okay. The, the borders are, I, I don't know this guy. I don't know much about him. 
For someone who uh, doesn't like Trump, I'll tell you, I think Trump did a better job with the border. I think, once again, Biden has been too soft. He wants everyone to like him. And I think that he has really, really failed on the border. I think everyone knows it. it. Look at all the sanctuary cities that now had to put their money where their mouth was. And it sucks to be a sanctuary city right now. And everyone's telling Biden, oh, my God, you have to do something about the border. So. He did a way worse job than the Trump administration did, in my humble opinion. Mayorkas, though, he's not the president. Mayorkas is just a guy that effectuates what the president wants, right? I mean, if Mayorkas is running the border in a way that President Biden does not like, then it's incumbent upon President Biden to tell him, hey, Mayorkas, you're really screwing the pooch on this. I told you to tighten things up and you're not doing it. You follow me? Like, sure, Impeach Mayorkas, fire him, whatever. I don't care. But he is not a decision maker. And I just hate to see people focusing on someone who is a soldier. Go look at the general. And maybe that's your way of getting to the general is by uh, impeaching his his soldier. But it just seems dumb to me. Mayorkas isn't making policy. He's carrying it out. And he's carrying it out, in my opinion, a dumb policy. Yeah. I'm sure they just feel like they it's gaining political points, though, to do something like this to show like, hey, we're showing our displeasure by impeaching this guy. I'm sure they would love to impeach President Biden if they possibly could. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to handle those things. Yeah. Oh, always good. To, always that good. Like, That's a pregnant pause. Yes, I always yeah, good to yell at the uh, yeah, at the people that don't have control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three twenty-three DGS. Dave Murray will join us in about ten minutes. Tell us what's going to happen tonight and tomorrow. Uh, can I say one more thing about the border? I think it's really interesting. Uh, first of all, this is I, I'm a mutt politically, and this is one of the areas where I tend to be, I guess you would call it very conservative. Uh, In that, I do believe that we want immigrants. I do believe that uh, we still say, give us your poor, your downtrodden. I do believe that. I just don't think we need to be schmucks. I don't think we need to be suckers. I don't like that there's a magic sentence to say, like, uh, you know, two for one footlongs at Subway, (laughs) and and people just get in and given a court date five years down the road. That's just idiocy. Uh, That's just uh, uh, suicide. So I think we need to lock it up. I think we need to know who's coming in. But we want people coming in. Let's face it. But here's this is a historical that uh, we don't teach kids anymore. We talked about yesterday how everything that was in my head prior to 40 years old was there non-consensually. Uh, I didn't want to learn anything. You know, I was, huh. I was, I was pushing against it. But last night I was watching a special that was about how Texas and Arizona, New Mexico and California got here. And we don't think about this enough that it used to be Mexico. And then Mexico had a real illegal alien problem. Uh, you had these, these people from America that were living in Texas and living in New Mexico and California in Mexico, basically, uh, but they were infiltrating with their culture that wasn't Mexican. We need to get rid of these people. And then before long, there were so many of them that they started calling themselves Texans. And then they started mobilizing against Mexico. Well, why shouldn't this be ours? At one point, it was reversed. And this isn't a political statement. It's simply a historic statement, which I find fascinating. Because if you look at it, if you pull back, 
you know, from the time that that happened was not that very long ago. And so if you look at the history of the world and you look at, you know, this used to be Constantinople. It wasn't that long ago that it was Mexico like, ah, these damn Texans. What are we going to do with them? It was even more recent than that. Remember the, the movie The Gangs of New York? The true Americans, you know, the ones that were actually born in the United States and how much they hated the Irish. <laughs> it's, it's just fa- it's just fascinating to me, the dynamic. And I'm, I, I don't think that means there's no problem. It's just interesting because at some point we were that. Yeah, pretty much everyone has an ancestor who was unwanted. Yeah, here especially. Yes. Maybe not in other parts of the world, but in the United States for sure. Even if you go all the way back, I mean, like... My wife checked up my like our family trees and mine, and my family goes back to the early days of settlers. It wasn't the you know wasn't the Mayflower and all that, but it was not long after that. So they were not definitely not wanted by the people who lived here at that time. Mm. That's all I had. Yep. Anyone got anything? I uh, yeah. You want? I got something that's not serious. Good. All right. So remember yesterday we were talking about how Back to the Future. Mm-hmm was made in 85, and then that time it was closer to the time they went back to, 1955, yep. than we are to the making of Back to the Future. Um, and their future in that was 2015 with hoverboards and all that stuff. And we're, we're almost a decade past that, and we don't have any of that stuff. But what was interesting is the whole idea of time, uh, the writer of the story that I saw went through a lot of actors that were in movies around those times and how things have changed. So, like, for example, how old do you think Pat Morita was as Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid? I'm sure all these are going to be younger than I think. Yeah. To me, he was in his 50s. Yeah, he was. He was 52. So that, was, okay. that, that one played. Um, how old do you think Max von Sydow was when he played Father Marin in The Exorcist? Mm, he seemed late 70s. He was 44. Get out. <laughs> Same age that Chris Pratt is right now. He was, I smell a remake. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, Chris Pratt. And I won't go through all these because there's a long list because I just think the perspective's funny. How old was was Red Fox, do you think, on Sanford and Son back in the day? Again, he seemed uh, mid to late 60s. 49 when the show started. What? 49. Yeah, Boss Hogg. You remember Boss Hogg from mm. the Duke's Hazard? Yeah. 49 <laughs> when that show started. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 334 DGS on KMOX. Dave Murray joins us. Going to have some uh, interesting weather Any starting any time now. I'm sure some of you out there are already in it. Uh, Dave, welcome to the show. What are we looking at? Uh, first of all, I need you to strap yourself in because we're in for a wild ride over the next six or seven days. Okay. So let's let's focus on this evening, really from now until about 9 o'clock. We are seeing a temperature of about 37 in downtown St. Louis. We need to get to about 34, 35 to see a complete kickover to snow. And that's what we're seeing just to the west and to the north of the immediate downtown St. Louis area. So the change is coming, and it's coming fairly quickly. This is not a big, big system by any means. It's the tail end of our mainly rain event. But between now and 9 o'clock, there could be one, maybe two inches of snow. The road temperatures are above the freezing point, so I don't anticipate much more than some slush on the roadways. But grassy surfaces, parked cars, stuff like that, one, maybe two inches. Also, the winds are going to be picking up quite a bit, and they'll be strong and gusty all night long. So this evening, temperatures... Air temperatures right around 32, 33 degrees and 25 for the low. Now, just the next couple of days, Wednesday is fine. Be some clouds in the morning, maybe a couple of snow flurries right around 40 degrees. Thursday, actually a pretty day, 45, partly sunny. Now, I'm going to break this down into two groups beyond Thursday. First, storm systems, and then I want to go to temperature. The next shot of some rain and snow is going to be late Thursday night, into Friday morning. That's when it's a rain, sleet, snow mix, and then going over to all snow as we go through Friday afternoon and Friday evening. Temperatures will be starting about 39 and will drop to 30 degrees by mid to late afternoon. And I do think a few inches of snow is possible in that. Then we have a little break, and then the next batch will be some snow flurries Saturday night, and then light snow on Sunday, some small accumulations are possible. So we're talking Friday and Sunday as far as the next weather systems. As far as temperature, and there is a boatload of Arctic air coming down. Friday night, 15 for the overnight low, wind chills near zero. Saturday, 25 for the high, wind chills near zero. Five degrees Saturday night. Sunday, we'll be lucky if we hit 20 degrees for the high. And Monday, Martin Luther King Day, 10 degrees for the high. That's an actual temperature, 10 degrees. So this is the cold air has been over Asia and Europe so far this winter. There's been a shift in the Arctic region, and that cold air is coming right into the middle of the country. And this is some big-time cold. I could see if we clear out just right, we could go below zero, maybe a touch below zero come Sunday night into Monday morning, then again Monday night into Tuesday morning. There you go. Wow. Strap. Uh, <laughs> Dave, what about the, the high winds today? What are you expecting? Uh, I could see some wind gusts overnight pushing 40 to 45 miles per hour. And, and if I don't think we'd get up that high when the snow is coming through, but it will be a little bit windy. So you, you put the speed of your car you put the speed of the winds and, and, the, and the snow coming down. We're probably looking at some poor visibilities at times. So that you just 
I mean, come on. We're St. Louis, and we know how to handle this, right? We do. We do. <laughs> I've got a dumb guy question I've never asked. Okay. D- does does the feels like slash wind chill, does that affect snow conditions, or is it just no. air temperature? It, it is. The, the wind chill, it's just air temperature. Okay. Uh, the wind chill is, the, is what your bare skin would feel like in the conditions. So it's, it all has to do with just your skin and how you feel. It has nothing to do with engine blocks, roadways, trees. That, it's just that. That's, that's the way it was designed. It was designed for Arctic explorers to, to really be able to protect themselves. I got another one coming from the guy who opened all his windows during a tornado. Uh, <laughs> I grew up and talked to my 96-year-old mom about it this morning. I grew up in a household where when it's below zero, you turn on the faucets to trickle so that your pipes don't burst. Urban yep. legend, or is that still true? No, it's well, it, it's true, but it depends on your situation. If your your pipes are well insulated, and you have a basement and it's heated, which, which if you have a basement, it probably is. I would be more concerned about outside faucets. Make sure that they are completely off, but just not from the outside. Make sure they're off from the inside. There should be a valve on the inside where you can completely shut that thing off or put some kind of insulation around the outside faucet. I got to do that tonight. <laughs> Can't wait to <laughs> look, for that, to do look it. for that thing. You don't have to do it tonight because we're, temperatures were fine Wednesday. We're fine on Thursday. So you got some time to think about it. No, you're missing the part on the stupid part here. If I don't do it tonight, I won't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so complicated. I know. I'm going to end up blowing my house up tonight. <laughs> Turn the gas way up. No, no, don't do that. Do not do that. Uh, headlines, Rach? Yeah, Headlines is brought to you by Schnooks. Find hundreds of exclusive digital offers and coupons with the Schnooks Rewards app. All right, so even though ratings were not so great for the 81st Golden Globes that aired on Sunday, the telecast pulled in an average of 9.4 million viewers. That's up about 50% from last year. I wonder why that is. I wonder why more people watched this year than last. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just people were hungry for it because of the writers and actors strike or something. They wanted to see everyone get together, uh, but they did much better this year than last year. I lasted about 10 minutes and then, okay, let's move on. Yeah, they had a lot of people watch a really bad show. Yeah. Hundreds of flights have been canceled, more than 700 actually uh, across the U.S., and over 1,122 flights have been delayed due to these winter storms that Dave is telling us about. So watch out if you're also, flying in the next couple of days. Also, a lot of planes have been grounded because of, of the accident on uh, Alaskan Airways. Yes, speaking of, United found loose bolts on that 737 MAX 9 plane uh, following the Alaska, uh, excuse me, on the 737 MAX 9 planes following that Alaska Airlines incident. You guys all saw a video of this, I presume. I don't know if we talked about this on the show yesterday. Not yet, no. Where the door uh, just fl- flew off the plane mid-flight and they had to turn around and make an emergency landing. Uh, very scary stuff. United oh, yeah. Airlines shared yesterday that they found loose bolts while inspe- inspecting their fleet of 737s. Uh, that inspection came after that incident that I, I just told you about. Out. No one was hurt during the incident, but gosh, that is scary. So, and the Boeing, yeah, nobody was nobody was in that row 
Then that amazing because they would have been sucked right out of the plane. And it's and it's not a, it's what they call a door plug. The, these planes, I guess, when they're built on either side, about midway through, they have the capability of having a door there. And if you don't want it, if it's not necessary for emergencies, they plug them. And, and it's just like a plug. You, you bolt them all in and, and you have a window instead of a door. Dave knows everything. He knows. <laughs> He's smart. He's a scientist and a meteorologist. And just a smart guy. All right. We talked about this off the air, I feel like, too, yesterday. A Texas hotel explosion resulted in 21 people being injured. This happened at the Sandman Signature Hotel in Fort Worth, Texas. The explosion took place yesterday in the basement of a 20-story hotel. Four people are in serious condition. One person is in critical condition. The cause of the explosion has not been confirmed yet, but it is believed that natural gas led to the explosion. Is your water bottle dangerous? A new study has found that the average bottle of water contains nearly a quarter million fragments of nanoplastics, which are plastic particles so small they can potentially cause your cells to malfunction. Uh, Yeah, this is a cheerful story, isn't it? The findings were published yesterday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, and they claim that the smaller the particle size, the easier it is to get into the human body and then cross different barriers. So be careful with your bottled water. Just the theme of headlines today is watch out. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff happening. A driver crashed into the White House gates. Did you guys see this? Mm-mm, no. They're in custody after crashing a vehicle into an exterior gate of the White House yesterday. A spokesman for the Secret Service wrote on Twitter, or known as X now, shortly before 6 p.m., a vehicle collided with an exterior gate on the White House complex. The driver has been taken into custody. The investigation is ongoing. There have been no injuries reported. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk did not uh, strike me as the most humble person who learns his lessons, but wouldn't it be smart of him if he just changed X back to Twitter, because it's one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen in business. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel silly yeah, whenever it's like, oh, they tweeted it out. What you're supposed to say is they X'd it. So yeah, stupid. But X'd it out means that you, you crossed, crossed it out. out. Yeah. You crossed it out. I just, yeah. I mean, silly. I know it's, pet, it's, it's uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the right? Petty. Petty is the right word. I won't call it anything but Twitter. I refuse. I won't say they, they tweeted it. I won't say they X'd the message or that they... You retweeted it. You tweeted it's on Twitter. That's what it is. He should have renamed it Musk. (laughs) (laughs) He musked it out. out. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awful. It does. (laughs) You should have just called it Elon. I Elon today. All right. One final story in headlines here. Judge Judy has endorsed Nikki Haley in the 2024 presidential election, calling the former South Carolina governor, quote, whip smart. Could Judge Judy moderate the next debate? Be pretty great. Up, 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 up. Dave, I'm um, looking out the KMOX window. We're, I'm just now seeing it sort of sleeting out there. There you go. That's the, yeah, that's the, we're probably downtown. We're probably now 36. Okay. All right, Dave. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Be All safe right. out there. 352 DGS. We're having storm mode tacos. That's what we do at KMOX. How you do it, man? Long time tradition. Uh, boy, it's really coming down out there, downtown. I bet it's even worse out west and north. Um, but, 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 uh, top of the hour, we have Brad Young, who's going to kind of walk us through all the stuff that's been going on legally because it's fascinating and important. Uh, speaking of fascinating and important, uh, chicken wings. I want to know how you guys eat your chicken wings. 
How much meat are you taking off the bone whenever you're having like those, the little wings? I try to eat everything but that flap in the veins. Yeah, I try to avoid the veins. I mean, if if it happens, it happens. I'm not like, ooh, the vein, but I don't avoid it either. Oh, I do. Because mm. it's a vein. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was one time I, I saw this girl that I knew, like, she tweeted out. She was like, or she X'd out, rather. Uh, she was like, oh, it's so disgusting when people eat all the meat off of a chicken wing. I just think it's so gross. And I'm like, That's, I always try to get as yeah. much off of the wing as I possibly can. What are we doing here? It's part not? of the game, right? Yeah. How clean can you get that thing? I <laughs> I struggle with chicken breasts, okay? Mm-hmm. On P- the bone? Picture a chicken breast on the bone. There's one side that's all joy. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just, oh, yep. so good. Mm-hmm. Then there's the part that's on the little white bone yeah. that looks like a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And when you pull it off, it doesn't come off in one piece. It seems to have a film on it. Yeah. yeah. You, God's good. Yeah. Ooh, you like <laughs> it? Like, I Wait, I like film. the chicken. I don't eat the film. That comes mm. off. When you bite into a wing and it's got like that purple core, I really struggle with that. Who even looks? Oh, come on now. You have to know what I'm talking about. I know, what you're, you? ta- I know what you're talking All about. All three of you that's look at the, each other like, what? That's where the blood was, Andrew. <laughs> what the other kind of thing is, I need wings very, very well done. I love them that way. Yeah, yeah. I like them crispy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're kind of, mu- if the skin is like not crispy. Yeah. No, 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 no. I am a meat eater. I respect people who are not, but I love a good steak. Uh, but every now and then when I'm eating a steak, I, I think I'm a steak. Yes, mm. I think it's the same thing because you just have that big slab of meat and mm-hmm. you're like, all right, well, I'm <laughs> I'm eating this mm-hmm. and it's delicious, but it's making huh? me think about what I'm doing a little yeah, more than you get I the, usually You get the do. plausible deniability with like the ground meat. You yeah. have to yes. do something. The steak, they just cut it right off the animal and <laughs> yeah. drop it in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is, man. Because to an alligator, we look like that. What's up? Especially the steaks with the bones in them. Yeah. Or like a ham. You're like, I'm a ham. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I got I, hams. I have ham-like qualities. <laughs> <laughs> I've been described as such. <laughs> what? I was watching uh, The Terror. Yeah. And uh, The Law of the Sea applied where they're eating each other. Yeah. What's I'm the, sorry, what's the law what's of the, the sea? What's the law of the sea? Like, uh, <laughs> if you're stranded. If you're stranded and okay. someone People dies, die you can you, eat them. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. we didn't, we didn't there's go no to shame. Right. Like, it's, not against, it's, not consider, it's not against the law because you're in international or whatever. And okay. like, uh, 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 what is it? The Moby Dick story, the true win mm-hmm. in the heart of the sea. Yep. When they ate each other and when they came back to their little sea town uh, up northeast, it was, no one brings it up. You don't look at anybody weird. And some like they're going to church with people who ate their sons. Mm. Mm. And it was that I find that part fascinating that it's just like, hey, law of the sea. On that note, movie called Society of the Snow is out now. I I just watched it. Watch anything that's dubbed. Oh, it's good, though. It's really good. I love the movie live. For people that don't know, it's that it's that story, but made, you know, by I think I think the. Producers, directors are from Spain, but all the actors, I think, from South America. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 